type of advertising do you do on social media at the moment? Do you just run purchase conversion campaigns or do you run some brand campaigns as well? And I'm not talking about brand awareness objective campaigns. I'm talking about do you run campaigns inside Ads Manager that are specifically there to get people to even find out, discover who your brand is and get to know a little bit more about you just so they can learn you know, to start trusting you as a brand before they decide to purchase with their hard-earned cash and buy your stuff. Because I would suggest in this day and age, you need to be running all sorts of types of campaigns inside Ads Manager. And we need to apply rules uh, differently against these types of campaigns when determining if they're still valuable, if they're still cost-effective, and if they're still worth running for our business or not. So listen in to hear all about why brand advertising and purchase advertising on social media is so important but you need to evaluate the return on investment on those two different types of activities far different from each other. On this journal style podcast, I share my day-to-day trials and triumphs in growing two e-commerce businesses that I started in 2020. Join me as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Let's face it, navigating the small business world feels less daunting and less lonely when we share our experiences with someone else. If you're tired of being all the marketing roles in your business, or you just need more customers, I offer expert traffic support tailored to your business through Facebook and Instagram strategy support. Because our goals and our business growth and success needs us to be the driver of the steam train, not the one stoking the coals. Hey, my name's Rachel. Welcome to Aussie Ecommerce Mum. This is episode 55. I want to talk to you today about meta advertising, brand versus purchase. So with advertising on Facebook and Instagram, there's a couple of different types of advertising I believe we should be considering as e-commerce store owners or small businesses in general that are really important that Facebook and Instagram can help us a lot to utilize the platform in these advertising types, but they're very different from each other and you can't sort of um, apply the same metrics or the same gauges to each of these they need their own individual metrics and their own individual like cost benefit analysis to determine if they're working for you so the two types of advertising that i want to talk about today is brand and purchase advertising that's sort of what i called it brand advertising will make sense to you the other one purchase i've sort of just called it purchase but it will make sense what i actually mean as i go along i'm talking about advertising to get people to know who your brand even is that you even exist by using social media and then the other type of advertising is much more direct as in buy my stuff (laughs) two very different types of advertising and facebook and instagram advertising can be used for so many even other types of advertising as well lead generation is just one of them that pops to mind that i'm not going to talk about today But social media and the platform, particularly Meta, is just filled with your customer. They are there somewhere on the platform. Social media is a powerful way, a paid social media, organic far less so. Paid social media is a really powerful way to grow your small business, to grow your website or your e-commerce brand, or to go from being a hobby business to a legit business to find who your customers even are and where they are and begin to draw them into who your brand is so that they can start knowing liking and trusting you and purchase from you down the track people always balk at social media or advertising on facebook and instagram as this either far too scary thing that they just don't want to try and get their head around it's just like a black hole and it's kind of like 
feeling a bit paralyzed with what to even do, which is totally understandable. Or the flip side is um, people really hate it. Like they just don't think it's a legitimate way to advertise or to get your customers or to reach your customers. And that's often borne out from having seen lots of scams themselves online on social media and just frankly not trusting that real people shop through social media. But I can 100% assure you they do. Real people absolutely shop through social media every day they do and there's millions and millions of dollars that go through social media in revenue for small businesses and particularly e-commerce stores if you are in a business and you are a product-based business like I am then social media is absolutely the place you should be we are just tiny little islands as a business we are like a little blip um, on a radar or a tiny star in the sky like nobody knows who we are we can't expect just people to find our website without driving that traffic for ourselves. It's our responsibility as small business owners who want to grow to go out and find people where they happen to be. And depending on your demographic of your, you know, your, your potential customer or the demographic of your usual customer, 90% of the time they will be on Facebook or Instagram. There's very few circumstances where you're not going to find part of your customer um, group or avatar on social media, specifically Facebook and Instagram. Of course, you can advertise in so many different places. But if you're listening to this episode and you'd like to learn more, you, you may already know this and you're keen to know what I would like to share with you that will help you when thinking about advertising on Facebook and Instagram and to always remember that there is different types of advertising and not to apply the same set of rules or the same gauges to understand what's doing well or not doing well on social media across these two types because they need their own sort of measuring sticks against them. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, advertising in general on Meta. So if you advertise on Facebook and Instagram, it's really called discovery traffic. You're looking for discovery traffic. We used to call it, um, what do we used to call it? Interruption marketing. In other words, people usually are not looking for you when they find you on social media. You just happen to come across their path. That's discovery traffic. You are on social media advertising your brand and your products to people who just happen to come across your content. So it's a discovery platform for you to advertise to potential customers. So a lot of your traffic on social media is gonna to be top of funnel. Think about a traditional marketing funnel. A lot of your, your customers and your traffic on social media will be top of funnel because they have never heard of you before in many cases. And when you're starting out, that's 100% true. The other type of advertising, I guess, or the other big platform people commonly think of is Google. And I've advertised on Google a very small amount myself, but I am nowhere near accomplished at Google at all. I don't know enough about the platform to suggest that I've got anything valuable to offer when it comes to Google ads or Google Performance Max even as well. But what I do know about Google is that Google is a high intent traffic. People go to Google, they're looking for something and then they discover who you are. Or this often happens the case is people will see you on social media as a brand. And instead of clicking on the ad, because people get a bit nervous about clicking on an ad on social media, they will open Google and search your brand name and find you that way too. So they're a little linked that way. I quite, I find that interesting about Meta and Google. They do kind of feed off each other a little bit. In any case, if somebody finds you through Google, it's a high intent 
traffic because they've gone looking for something specific and you happen to come across their path as a solution to whatever it is they're trying to find. So I don't know that much traffic from Google you could call top of funnel. I, I reckon my 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 uh, little evaluation of any sort of traffic that comes from Google is generally middle of funnel and sometimes even bottom of funnel, bottom of funnel traffic, which is possibly why you pay so much more for it too if you advertise on Google than you would on social media. But that's the kind of different sort of platforms, how they play off each other and the different types of traffic you could expect to get from each sort of platform. So then if we look at Meta exclusively, and this episode will kind of assume you know a little bit about Meta advertising already. If you don't, I hope this piques your interest a little bit to consider Meta advertising for yourself or to um, consider if you if you want to put an agency in to maybe look at some advertising for you if you want to do this DIY for yourself or if you want to reach out for me for a free discovery call and let me kind of chat to you about your brand to see what it is I would suggest as far as growing your business on social media and fundamentally the reason we want to grow on social media I want to grow on social media um, anyone I know who has a product business wants to grow on social media is not because any of us have like love social media. Most of us have a love-hate relationship with social media, but I want to grow my business. My customers are there. So I'd encourage you to kind of try and take away that sort of um, bias about the platform in general, or if you, I don't know, don't like Mike Zuckerberg, <laughs> it's really irrelevant. The fact is your customers are there. And if you want to grow a business, If you have a website and you want people to find it, you need to be on social media and you need to not just have an organic strategy in place. You need a paid one. I could not stress that to you enough. You will not get what you're looking for through organic social media these days anymore at all. You just won't. You need some paid strategy. You need to take control of the traffic for yourself. You need to drive customers to the content that you want them to see on social media you need to put more things out on social media they've got money put behind them as an advertising budget to a very specific group of people that are your potential customers you have so much control over that and get them to see what you want them to see to discover who you are because then they'll know know, like and trust you over time and usually what happens with my customer base and my advertising is they'll head to my website some of them will purchase And a lot of them will join my newsletter and I I garner a lot of revenue then later on through my newsletter. So in um, with email marketing just this year, it's accounted for over 40 percent of my revenue so far in 2023, 40 percent, which is an increase of last year from my two websites. One website has increased 300 percent with email marketing. The other website is 600 percent increase of revenue through just email marketing compared to 2022. So just this year so far, over 40% of my revenue has been through email marketing alone. And 90% of those people are finding me through social media. That's how they're ending up on my email list to begin with. They're not just randomly hearing about my brand from a friend across the street. I mean, some of them are now after three years, but you know, mostly people are finding me through social media and they join my email newsletter list. And then over time, they will purchase through an email more often than not. I obviously get purchases also directly through social media. And if you have an agency that looks after all of this stuff for you and you are running the most expensive type of traffic you can on social media, which is purchase conversion campaigns, and you are not getting any sales that can be attributed to those campaigns, 
I encourage you to reach out to your agency and ask them why. And they will give you a lot of fluff, potentially a lot of cliches and a lot of bamboozling, I don't know, industry norms or state of the economy stuff. But I'm just going to encourage you that I would not be satisfied with a just that's the way it is answer. I still get purchases through social media. I have for three years on a purchase conversion campaign and it can be affordable. It can be profitable. I just want to encourage you that if you do have an agency, something seems a bit not unsettling, but if you're just not satisfied in some regards with your agency, reach out to them and ask for some specific explanations as to why things are the way they are and what can be improved. So now giving you that little kind of intro, let me tell you about the different sorts of advertising, brand versus purchase. Do you know what? Purchase we love because often there is a real direct attribution that can be applied to purchase advertising on Facebook and Instagram. You can look back and see how many purchases you got directly from a specific campaign. It makes us feel good that what we're doing is working. And usually if you happen to have an agency, look after your um, your advertising as well. It'll make you feel good as a business owner to see that the results are, are directly related to actual sales or to actual purchases for your small business, to actual growth for your small business. But we also need to remember that attribution has changed and attribution is not what it used to be. Before um, 2021 with iOS, Apple privacy update and all the updates that have happened since. Sure, attribution was very easy to draw a straight line from a campaign on social media to a purchase in Shopify or a sale. But it's just not that way anymore. Things are very different. And there's this big thing called the messy middle. I hear a lot of um, agency experts who have podcasts that I listen to talk about this messy middle. In other words, what you can see on the platform inside of Ads Manager when you look at your metrics, you can see very clear, accurate data that's based on the platform. You can see what your CPMs are, what your click-through rates are, what your cost per engagement might be what your relevancy scores are, what your frequency happens to be. All the things and the metrics that Facebook and Instagram gather for you on the platform are very accurate and super helpful. However, once people leave the platform, there's this whole big bubble in the middle that we really don't know what goes on. This is where things happen that we find it tricky to identify, which also then makes it really hard to calculate a return on investment on some types of advertising or marketing which I think is why advertisers really struggle with seeing the value in brand marketing because it doesn't have an ROI attached to it. The same as when you run a purchase conversion campaign on social media does. When you run a purchase conversion campaign, even though the metrics now are muddied and not 100% accurate, you can still pretty well see clearly based on your ads manager dashboard and then line that up with Google Analytics or something, or perhaps you have a very expensive third-party plugin that works out that attribution for you even clearer. You can find out what's working for you and then you know what's worth spending your time on because you can see what's getting you a return on investment and if you're happy with that cost versus what your benefit is. But in the middle of all of that is this group of customers who have just gone from the point of discovering you for the very first time and they've clicked a little smiley face or a little love heart on social media to the very opposite end of they've come back to purchase from you five times. There is a huge, huge chasm in between those two things. 
And the metrics on social media do not give us a massively clear picture anymore of what goes on in the middle, which is why why I actually love social media, which may sound like the lead up to hating it, but it's not because, because as regular advertisers, as regular small businesses, Meta rewards us to advertise sensible, great marketing to customers. Just a product that solves a problem, that adds value to someone's life, put in a very simple, easy to understand, um, attractive package on social media. Meta absolutely loves that. It rewards advertisers that do that, more so than trying to kind of do all this weird background hack stuff that you can do in the back of the platform that used to work a few years ago. So it's actually a good news that there's this whole messy middle of a customer's journey now because you can leverage Meta to benefit that for your small business because I would build a marketing funnel inside of Ads Manager. You should build yourself a marketing funnel inside Ads Manager with different levels of ads with different objectives so that you're reaching top of funnel, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel potential customers through social media. It will mean that people get to see you over and over again for a really cost effective amount. And if we go by what used to be the cliches, it takes what, 70 touch points of people before they start to trust us or whatever it used to be, seven, you know, on that seven degrees of separation, that's probably the wrong cliche. But whatever the cliche kind of is, it used to be that say people need to see you 20 times before they buy. Well, it would be easily 70 or 80 times by now, surely, that they need to see you before they they trust you and decide to make a purchase for most people. Some people would just buy from you anyway, but not most people. So if you're briefing your agency or if you're doing this yourself, you need to always put the lens over your ad campaign of the desired outcome. What is it that you were actually looking for in that campaign? What is it you were trying to get from that campaign? And is Facebook giving it to you? Are you getting the results that you actually wanted from that specific campaign based off of the objective that you set for it? So with this messy middle as the new landscape for how social media advertising works for all of us now, remember we're not like hard done by, all advertisers on the platform have to contend with the way social media advertising is now, but you can succeed in it really, really well. You can learn it and succeed in it. Absolutely you can. Is that we just need to remember not to always look at a measurable ROI on our campaigns when we're looking at advertising on Facebook and Instagram. You need to also think about, is this good for your brand? Are you are you encouraging people to find who you are? Are you pushing the content to them that actually explains who your brand is or gives them an insight into who your brand is that then encourages them to do something about, about it, like to read a blog you've written, to come and enter a giveaway, to come and look at an article, to just watch this video and get to know a bit more about you. It's very, very important that we use social media now for brand awareness advertising, not the campaign brand awareness, I mean as a general marketing term. I actually don't really use brand awareness marketing campaigns on social media. I haven't done one of those in a long time. I don't find them particularly beneficial, but that's just beside the point. But the concept of brand awareness advertising, it's important now that social media becomes an integral part of that for your small business. If you want people to find you, if you want to grow, if you want to succeed, if you actually want customers, this has to become part of what you do on social media. And it can actually be as simple as selecting your best performing organic post in the last 90 days and boosting it. 
No, honestly, two years ago and three and four years ago, nobody, not anybody would have suggested boosting a post was a valuable and legitimate marketing uh, activity on Meta, except now that it is, which is so good if you are a beginner on um, Meta in advertising and you don't use the platform much, you never have, then you could actually start by boosting some posts Select a couple of different posts that are maybe, um, what's the word, promote different things about your business. You need a product because you're in e-commerce. You need maybe something about your brand or who the face of your brand is. And maybe something else that's got something interesting like a blog post. So a couple of different types of content, which is why it's important to have an organic strategy. Um, You could choose to boost that do well organically and you could just boost them. And for real, this would never have been a legitimate way to start out on the platform two years ago because boosting posts was such a junky way of advertising. It gave you no metrics, no data. No one was succeeding with boosting posts, but now they are, which is good for us small businesses, particularly if you are new to the platform. I don't boost posts myself, but I don't need to. I know the back of the platform. I've only ever learned on the back of the platform in three years, and I know a lot about it. So I, I don't boost posts myself. I do it in other ways in the back of the platform that give me more insights and more metrics. So the platform will give you what it is you want to achieve. What do I mean by the platform will give you what you want it to? If you run a an engagement campaign on Facebook or Instagram, and it's a video or an image, and you're looking for post engagements, if you go and look through the click-through rate or the unique click-through rate of that campaign, and it's like 0.7% or 0.2% or something like that, That is not a bad metric. And you know why it's not a bad metric? It's because you never ask Facebook to get you a good click-through rate. That campaign is meant to get you engagements on the platform, post engagements. In other words, a love heart or a smiley face or an angry face, hopefully none of those. But that's actually what you ask Facebook to do. So don't sort of try and evaluate the success of that campaign based off the click-through rate, because that's not what you asked Meta to do for you with that specific campaign. So you always need to think about what it was that you wanted from the campaign to begin with before you go ahead and evaluate different things and different campaigns based off of arbitrary metrics that people will tell you or, you know, gurus will tell you what was the ROAS on that campaign. Well, it doesn't matter what the ROAS was. If that's not what you wanted to begin with, if you asked for engagement, that's actually what you need to measure the campaign by. So Facebook is very good at getting you what it is you set out to do. And if it's if it doesn't get you what you set out to do at a cost-effective manner that you can budget for and you're happy with with the cost of it and when you look at your whole ads manager as a whole, then you need to change something about it. Lots of things can be tweaked, hundreds of different things can be tweaked. So you need to do some experimenting until you get some results that you can afford and that you're actually happy to spend. I would do things like this. If you're looking at your campaigns, ask yourself these few questions. Or if you have an agency, I would suggest you ask your agency these sorts of questions too. So you could you could find out, um, is there any fatigue inside the account? So have you look at your account. Is there anything you think is starting to fatigue? Anything over time where the results are starting to dip 
and have dipped consistently where you think, oh, there's something going wrong here. And often Facebook is good at giving you those little warnings or those little tiny exclamation marks like a traffic, um, a traffic cone as there's something maybe going on that you want to pay attention to. But those things are helpful, but I would always check your own metrics. You've got to decide for yourself what's good and what's not good and what you can afford and sustain and what you can't. And then go and look for yourself to decide if you think there's some fatigue inside your account. Let me give you an example. I've got mine here in front of me. So I'm just going to click around. You'll probably hear me click, click, clicking. Is I've got some fatigue. This is something I did recently. I run a giveaway inside of my two businesses on social media. And I only run them as a paid promotion. I don't do anything organically on my page because I don't want... Um, you can get your page like duplicated. You can get your followers can get scammed and get anyway it's not good so I don't put anything on my social media organically but I do run a paid you know campaign inside ads manager for both my businesses to a giveaway and I have run them all year they're really worth doing in my opinion for so many reasons I have a whole episode about why it's worth doing and the 14% conversion rate that I get from this campaign so you you should totally do it yourself but if I look inside ads manager one of my businesses, I run landing page views for this campaign to a landing page for people to sign up to the giveaway. So the cost per result, which is always my most favorite metric, I go to this metric all the time, is cost per result. In other words, what is Meta giving me for what it is I wanted? ROAS is great, sure. Frequency is very important too. Uh, cost per, lots of things. Add to cart is important. CPMs are important, click-through rates are important. All these things are not unimportant, but if I'm going to pick one metric when I open my ads manager, you know, every week or so and just do a bit of a skim and a scan to see if I'm happy with how things are still performing, I go straight for cost per result. What does it cost me to get what it is I want from Meta? So for this particular campaign, I'm looking at landing page views because that's what I'm paying for. I said to Facebook, hey, I really need some landing page views to get people to this landing page to join my giveaway. This landing page views campaign I have run since February. So it's a long time. You can run campaigns for a long time now too in Facebook and Instagram, which is so good compared to a couple of years ago when you could never run anything longer than about a month before it taint. So this landing page views campaign went up to $1.33 per landing page view. That was crazy expensive. $1.33 is really pricey, far too expensive. And it fatigued, and I use the word fatigued because it didn't used to be that price. When I look at a different block of time, I'm looking inside my ads manager here. When I look at the previous two months, it was 37 cents per landing page view. I wouldn't go two months, obviously, without checking these metrics. But for the sake of this example, this one campaign was, was getting me landing page views at 37 cents per landing page view. I was really thrilled with that. Super, super happy. And then it recently jumped up to $1.33 per landing page views, in which case I turned it off. I decided to turn it off and I'll do something different. I'll start a new campaign with um, a different giveaway and I'm doing some more organic uh, efforts with that, that specific giveaway campaign just for a month to give it a bit of a break. So it definitely fatigued and that's that's one way you can tell is by your results altering. You just need to look at a specific time frame and the results that are important to you for that specific campaign and see how they change over time. Things fluctuate from day to day. 
you can't really look at a very small window of time inside Meta anymore. I always try and look at seven days at least before I evaluate anything. And then I always compare it for 14 days before I go ahead and change something because seven days now is even too small a window to really get yourself some great data to make decisions off. But at the very least, check seven days at a time and then go and look at more like 14 days. 14 days is probably my sweet spot. I'm pretty happy to check things based off a 14 day window. So there's one way to tell if things are fatiguing is you need to look at the important metric for that campaign to you and see how it's going over time. Is it is it steady? Is it just going up and down a little bit, which is fine? Or is it really starting to fatigue and slow, get more expensive for you? Then, uh, then it's probably time to do something pretty serious about that campaign. Also, another great thing to think about on the platform is what do you usually find? Does something just jump out as you as weird that you're just not happy with and think that should be different? Like I said, with the purchase conversion campaign, if you get no purchases off a campaign that's a purchase conversion campaign over a particular window of time, ask your agency why that is or go and figure it out for yourself why that is and just do something different. Like if, if the platform is not giving you what you expect it to for that specific campaign, fix it. Change something about it so that you've got the results for the campaign that you need. Things may cost you more than you imagine, but often on social media too, things are cheaper than you imagine also. My two cheapest campaigns are my video views campaigns. They are an evergreen brand awareness type video that I have run all year so far. I actually started them six months ago and they have run all year. They're still very happy. They're still very good. I'm very happy with the results after six months. And they are the way that customers initially find me even to begin with when they don't know anything about me. Both of my websites have brand awareness videos running all the time. They're very short videos. Generally, one website has a video of 30 seconds. The other website has a video of about 15 seconds. But they have stayed steady all year with the metrics. And I get about a video view or a through play for between one and three cents per through play. I'm very happy with that. Usually it's closer to one, sometimes two cents, but one to three cents per through play. Whatever window of time I happen to look and check is usually what I get. So you can leave things running on social media now for a far longer time than you used to be able to. And your results can still be very, very affordable. Another thing to consider when you look inside Ads Manager for yourself is what opportunities do you see there? Do you have something running for top of funnel traffic, middle of funnel traffic and bottom of funnel traffic? Or do you, could you explore one of those areas and maybe run something middle of funnel or bottom of funnel? This is a little bit where the whole brand versus purchase advertising comes into play too. So my video views, my through play campaigns are top of funnel. People are finding me for the first time as a top of funnel campaign. And I'm not looking to turn those campaigns off if nobody buys. That is not the purpose of them. Those campaigns will run all year because they're there to raise the awareness of my brand in general to people. And if you're not constantly filling the top of your marketing funnel with new eyes, new people to be introduced to you for the first time, how can you expect the bottom of your marketing funnel to still remain profitable and purchases and getting customers and repeat buyers and growing a business. They need to take a much more holistic view of your campaigns inside Ads Manager and just make sure that turning off top of funnel campaigns because they don't seem like worthwhile 
is not the right way to look at brand awareness advertising anymore on Meta. It's not an, a viable way to grow your brand as a small business. You need to run some campaigns that are just left there all year round, or you change them every few months if you're in the mood, that's all good too. But they're there for the purpose of people even finding you to begin with and getting to know who you are. It's always worth considering running some brand pieces um, through Meta if you don't already do so and then leave them running all the time with an objective that gets to a lot of people for very small amount of money for you. So an engage post engagement campaign, a video views campaign, even a reach or a brand awareness campaign, anything like that, even traffic campaign. Traffic campaigns I struggle with though because I find they have a lot of junk traffic associated with them. But basically anything that kind of keeps people on the platform will be far cheaper for you than anything that gets them off the platform. So then when you're looking at the other types of advertising, which is purchase or trying to get a sale, really direct kind of buy my stuff type campaigns, bottom of funnel type campaigns, then this is a different sort of lens again you would want to be looking at these campaigns with and decide if they're doing well for you or not. Um, I let me talk, quickly talk about a middle of funnel type of campaign. I have a blog post running as a campaign at the moment on one of my websites, which is a blog post that I've then decided to push the money behind to that blog post as a viewed content campaign. And I call it viewed content because I feel like middle of funnel is kind of that sort of a viewed content thing. I'm not retargeting people. So I'm not talking about middle of funnel as in retargeting uh, audiences on the platform. Um, there's probably an episode I could do all about retargeting. I haven't found it worked for me in the last six months very well at all. I actually find keeping the same audience for my campaigns as a giant big broad audience seems to work far better and just using that audience all the time. And then the type of campaigns I build in Ads Manager are the marketing funnel campaigns, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. I find that seems to work for me better than retargeting a group of people as a different audience type. But besides that, let's let's assume that's all, that's not the discussion for today is I have a blog post that I push traffic to and my viewed content or my cost per viewed content is 67 cents. That does seem like a lot of money and it's not cheap by any means. That's quite a lot to pay per viewed content to this blog post, but I've kept it because the traffic has been so valuable. How do I make that determination? This book, this is where being the business owner, you, the CEO, become comes really handy and you should absolutely reach out to your agency if you had one to discuss this with them to make sure they understand you as a business owner. Because if I was running an, uh, this through an agency, they might be inclined to turn that campaign off because it's getting quite expensive or it is quite expensive compared to some of my other viewed content campaigns I have run before, which have been more like in the 30 cents and 40 cents, not 67. However, when I look at the comments on this social media post that pushes to a blog post on my website, they're amazing. People write stories to the brand on this blog post, on well, on the blog post, but they really do on social media. There's a ton of social proof on this social media post with people leaving really heartfelt, amazing stories of themselves on social media. It absolutely elevates this brand amazingly. For that reason, I continue to pay a higher than usual price per content view for this specific campaign. 
But the only way I get to make that decision is because I'm the one running the campaigns and I know who the business owner is because it's me. So I understand what my objectives are and my overall plan and vision is for my business to know that I can absorb that higher than usual cost inside Ads Manager with the other campaigns that I already run as well because it serves a purpose. It really speaks to middle of funnel people who have seen the brand once maybe in some other content and have now come back and taken the time to either read the social media comments on this blog post, social media post, does that make sense? (laughs) Or they've gone over and read the blog post. And now I'm saying that to you out loud. Let me look at what the click-through rate is on this at the moment. I should choose a shorter window for this metric. I don't need to give a giant two-month window to give you this metric. So cost per view content was was high. What's it now? It's actually dropped. If I just look at the last two weeks, it's dropped to 60 cents per content view. So it has actually dropped anyway, which is great. So it does hover around. There we go. So my unique click-through rate on this um, middle of funnel sort of campaign to get people to the website to consume some content in detail which is a blog post is 4.24 percent really happy with that click-through rate 4.24 percent is a great click-through rate the overall click-through rate is actually 10 percent so i guess people are obviously also clicking to read more on the social media post itself and probably reading other people's comments as well and loving their stories that they're sharing and then deciding to click through to the website to read the blog post for themselves. So I'm very happy with those metrics. That's why I leave that running, even though it's creeped up in cost quite a lot. But I have had it running now for probably two months. So it's also got some longevity behind it. It's not fatiguing enough for me to do anything about. But so now when I look at bottom of funnel, so purchase campaigns, yes, you're using a different lens over those campaigns to make decisions about whether to continue to run them or not. But you also need to compare what you see in Ads Manager to Google Analytics or whatever third-party plugin uh, you happen to use to try and make sure your attribution is kind of a little more worked out. And at the moment, I've got a purchase conversion campaign running that's been running for a week. So it's still very new, but I'm so, so thrilled. It's got $5.33 per purchase, which is crazy good. I'm so happy with that. One thing I have found in the last 12 months, no, that's not true, 12 months, maybe 18 months, is that small budget campaigns perform better than larger. For me, they do anyway. If you're fairly new to Ads Manager, you probably find the same. Smaller budgets with more campaigns seems to do better. You're spreading your risk a little better. You can turn things on and off more easily. You're far more agile when you have lots of campaigns running that have got a little budget behind them rather than two campaigns with a giant budget behind them. So I'm really happy with that campaign. It's, um, it's It's a photo I did of some product up close and just letting my my usual followers and customers know an update on the product. So it, it actually does speak to customers a little more familiarly, familiarly. I don't reckon I said that right, familiarly. Oh, it's not the right word, is it? I can't say it. It's speaking to people who read this post on social media, this ad, this creative and copy combination, like they already know who the brand is. So bottom of funnel, campaigns bottom of funnel creatives and copy should speak to your ideal customer a little more friendly a little more casual like they already know who you are because you kind of want to assume they kind of do and if not then then that's okay too but you want people to see this content who've maybe already seen some content before which I like I said I don't use a retargeting audience at all it's still just a cold audience 
But I can tell now after so many years of advertising with Facebook and Instagram, when I see people who like and love content, who comment on it, who my regular people are. I know the names of people and I see that, oh, they've seen that ad. Oh, they've seen that ad. Oh, they've seen that ad. So I know that they're familiar to the brand brand already. So $5.33 is the cheapest I have had a purchase conversion campaign in quite a while. But my um, next cheapest one, which I'm still really happy with, is $16 per purchase conversion. So $16.70 per purchase for another purchase conversion campaign I'm also very happy with. Keeping in mind that my average order value for this website is $60. So I could spend that all day long doing that sort of result is... Um, which is why I think I'm really happy with uh, changing it out every now and again. Purchase conversion campaigns fatigue really quick for me because I only have a small budget. So it doesn't get much chance to get out of the learning phase. But honestly, who cares? Like if the learning phase is not a key part of your ads manager for some very specific reason, just ignore it. <laughs> the learning phase is no big deal. So my purchase conversion campaigns never get out of learning phase because I don't spend enough on the campaign to get them out of the learning phase. But I'm okay with that because fundamentally you need to remember when you advertise on Meta, what are you getting versus what you wanted to get and how much you paying to get it? What did you ask Meta to get you and how much is it costing you to get that and are you happy with it? So my purchase conversion campaigns, both of them inside this account are still in learning phase. It doesn't bother me for either of them because the cost per purchase is $16 for one and $5 for the other. So that's perfectly fine. I'm thrilled with those results, even if they're not entirely accurate because the metrics in Meta aren't 100% accurate anymore. And remember, they won't be for purchase conversion because you're pushing people off the platform to purchase. So the metrics are lost to meta when they leave the platform based off of people's privacy settings and their cookies. So you have to take this in conjunction with what your Shopify dashboard tells you or what your Google Analytics tells you. So you see how you've got to apply different types of gauges and measuring sticks to different types of campaigns. So here I just share with you why you need to apply a different sort of gauge to a top of funnel campaign with brand awareness and showing who your brand is or a video through play or a post engagement or even a traffic campaign or a brand awareness campaign or a reach campaign. Those things need a different type of metric against them. When you're deciding as a business owner, is this worth my money anymore? Is this worth me continuing to do? Or if you have an agency to reach out to them and ask them the same thing versus a more middle of funnel campaign for me is a blog post pushing to a blog post where yes it's becoming more expensive because i'm asking them to leave the platform and to view the content to read it to absorb it to be interested in it it takes a more uh, intent customer to leave the platform of meta to my website that it does for them just to love a post or read or watch a video on the platform but this middle of funnel campaign, whilst mine is becoming expensive, or well, it was, now it's dropped again in price, which I'm happy about, it still needs to be within your whole marketing funnel as a whole, your whole brand, the whole story you're trying to tell in growing your business and reaching new people for the first time and getting them to become familiar with who you are as a brand and to learn more about you. So Yes, at the moment I'm paying 66 cents per content view for this blog post campaign, but I'm very okay with that at the moment 
because some people have actually purchased off it. I should have told you that. I have actual people purchase off this blog post and that's not the intent of the blog post. It's a viewed content campaign. Anything that you get above what it is you have asked Meta to do is just gravy. It's just like the icing on the cake. So I've even had purchases off this campaign in the last month off of the blog post campaign. So I'm even happier with that, obviously, than I already was. So that's even an extra thing. It's a bonus. But fundamentally, I love this campaign because the post on social media has really beautiful comments on it. So I'm happy to leave it running. I think it really elevates my brand. So there's a reason that it's there. And then finally, bottom of funnel campaigns or purchase kind of campaigns. If you're going to compare brand awareness campaigns with purchase, then you need to compare them differently. They need to have different things evaluated about them. And a purchase campaign or something that asks a customer to buy something from you needs to be evaluated in a more strict um, more boundaries around that campaign. In other words, cost per result. That's my favorite metric. What is the cost per result? What are you getting for that purchase conversion campaign? Because if you're not getting purchases at all, at least within a 14-day window, look at a 14-day minimum for purchase conversion if you're new to social advertising, then something needs to change about that because if you're getting other things, like click-through rates and engagement and add to carts, you could get those cheaper. Like you could get all of those things cheaper. So just don't keep paying for the purchase conversion campaign if you're not getting purchases. If you're getting purchases, perfect. That's what you want Meta to get you. So yay you for setting it up well and selecting a great audience and a great creative that Meta has been able to find you customers to buy. That's perfect. But now how much are you paying for each of those? And if you keep that in mind, what's your average order value? How much are you paying for each of those purchases compared to your average order value on your website? So that sort of campaign, I believe, needs to be looked at so much stricter and have clearer boundaries around whether it's worth continuing to run or not run. Because if it's not getting you purchases, but you're getting a whole heap of other metrics that are just extra things, engagement, reach, add to carts, click through rates, whatever, then all of those things are amazing to you. You could get those things cheaper by not running the purchase conversion campaign. And the same if you have an agency. That's why I think it's important if you have an agency to be really upfront and forthright with them about a purchase conversion campaign. If you're not seeing actual purchase results from it that are cost effective for you, then something needs to change. Because if you're not getting purchase conversions off of that campaign, you could get other results far cheaper, or you need to change the campaign entirely and try something different. Don't just settle for, for wasting money unnecessarily. You could be far more efficient with your campaigns. So that's my episode today. I hope this has been a bit interesting for you to think about when you advertise on Facebook and Instagram, is it's very different now to a few years ago, and it's far better. It far more rewards us small businesses who are trying to find customers and grow our businesses, and who, people who want to advertise in a very common sense, genuine, authentic way to our customers without any sort of scamming or spamming people at all, that I'd encourage you to go look at your metrics for yourself and see what sort of opportunities you can find in Ads Manager. Specifically, I'd encourage you to go and consider the, uh, the topic of this podcast episode when you look in Ads Manager next time of 
brand versus purchase. Do you run any brand advertising and why not? And is it worth considering? I, I would say it probably is. <laughs> if you ask me, it definitely is. And are you running purchase type campaigns? And are you evaluating them correctly? Are you looking for things inside your campaigns that aren't there, that Meta's not going to give you because you didn't pay to get it? So I'd encourage you to go and check that out for yourself and see what you find inside your own ads manager. And as always, if you want some support with that, some strategy support from me so you could DIY your own solution or a whole done for you solution so you don't have to worry about learning the platform at all and you just want to get some more customers and grow your business, have somebody else take care of it for you then reach out for me through the website. So I hope this has been an encouragement for you. We spent this time together learning some really detailed stuff, some really nitty gritty analytic stuff in the back of um, Ads Manager. I find it really interesting. I do love Ads Manager. Uh, most of my customers I have acquired through social media, so you won't see me turning off my, my accounts anytime soon. Um, head to my website. You can reach out for a discovery call for free through my website too and share this episode with somebody else who may be in e-commerce or if you have a friend who's a product business or a small business and they're just saying to you things like, I need more customers. I just don't know where to get customers. I just can't find customers. My organic traffic doesn't even work. Nobody clicks on my posts. Nobody loves my stuff. I'm tired of posting every day. If you get comments like that from your friends or you make comments about that like yourself, I'd encourage you to share this episode with them or save this episode for yourself for another time. And then reach out to me through my website, aussieecommercemum.com.au. I'll see you guys next time. Keep learning.